Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The Bradley Wiggins Show by Eurosport in association with Lacker. Bicycle insurance powered by the community. The Bradley Wiggins Show once again here with Matt Stevens. We are in Valterren. We are. Um, which is the finish of tomorrow's stage. We've just had one hell of a day in the Tour de France, haven't we, Matt? What an amazing day. Well, I mean, suppose it finished at team, which we didn't get, did we? No, well, well, well we didn't get there. Um, and then the race didn't get there. We, we couldn't get to finish because of the traffic and stuff like that. But who would have thought? I mean, we knew there was going to be storms. Mm. You experienced them out on the road. Yeah. Um, but it's, there is so much to talk about. But how about first up, we talk about it from your point of view on the world, about what you saw. Yeah. And, and then the subsequent decision-making process by the race organisers in terms of cancelling the race, basically. Well, actually, up to the foot of the Col d'Isoran, it was a great, it was turning out to be a great stage. I was, we was lining up to be one hell of a race. Um, I was in a T-shirt going over the summit of the Isoran. But on the descent, I put a jacket on. By the time we got into Val d'Isere, it started raining. By the time we got out of Val d'Isere, it was hailstorms, and we were through the tunnels, which is on the Bord de Lac at the bottom of Tien before you turn left. And they, the gendarmes stopped us in the tunnel. They said, you can't go any further. They had to bring diggers through to clear the road. Further up, there'd been a landslide, a mud landslide. So I think it was the, in hindsight. At the time, I think a lot of people were scratching their heads and confused. But looking back, I think it was the best decision because the road was simply unsafe to race on. Uh, and you couldn't send riders through, so I think they made the correct call. I think maybe the way it was communicated back to everyone was what was frustrating for a lot of people. I think, it, I mean, we saw that on the road, but we had in, in the car, we had Eurosport player on watching what was unfolding, and we couldn't believe our eyes. I mean, actually, for, we got a text from Ashley House, actually, to say the race has been stopped. And at that point, on the footage, we didn't know anything about it. Yeah. And then we saw one of the police motorbikes come alongside uh, Simon Yates and Egan Banal, who had gone yeah. clear on the Isaran, um, flagging them down, and they were, like, shaking their heads. They actually carried on racing. Mm. Then there was another shot there of Vincenzo. Nibbly and Iran, yeah. Iran yeah. And Iran yeah. was, like, gesticulating. Nibbly was doing the same. Geraint was with him. He looked nonplussed. Yeah. And it, for about five or ten minutes, before they actually physically stopped them, there was a massive state of confusion. But when you mm. consider how... I mean, the race at that point exploded. Yeah. You can imagine trying to get a succinct, clear message across. Yeah. It's, it's so, so difficult. And I think there were some winners and losers today, for sure. I mean, Bernal, ideal now. He's now in yellow. Um, but I think everyone, in hindsight, when they look back in the cold day of light, will understand that it was the re- correct decision, I think. Yeah. I think it was for everyone involved. Yeah, I mean, um, and subsequent to the race actually finishing and the riders, mm. all the logistical issues, then we saw, though, the, the pictures that were captured on by, by several news outlets that Eurosport put on Twitter, etc., of, of the mudslides that you discussed. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. te- I mean, mate, terrifying stuff, wasn't it? It really yeah. was. We were next to that. We watched it happen, and we managed to scrape through and get to the finish. We were still in a rush to get to the finish for the live broadcast. Um, but it was sort of, it was a crazy, the stage just turned on a, on a knife edge, you know, we were descending, the colders are on, 20 degrees, all set for a perfect finish, you know, the race had split behind, Bernal was off the front, Philippe had been dropped, and then within 10 kilometres, it was all over, and a yeah. complete change in weather. I mean, from a racing perspective, put the weather to one side, obviously the, the race, the time was taken, as we all know now, yeah. on the top of the colder is, is around, the riders didn't know that was going to be the case, no, no. Um, but... 
do you think, I mean, we've been talking about it in the car, we've been chatting about it with your son who's, who's on the race with us, and it's like, well, could Julian Alaphilippe have got back on? Has the fact that the time was taken at the top actually done him a favour because he might have lost time later on? These are all these questions. We'll never well, really know the answer, will we? Alaphilippe may have got on on the descent, but he would have got dropped again on team. I, I think you're right, yeah. Um, what I think he's actually, in hindsight, it will actually serve him better now. Because now he's got a chance to finish on the podium in the yeah. Tour de France, which would have been unheard of. And I don't think he'll ever finish on the podium in the Tour ever again. I think it's a complete rarity. Um, and I think he's probably saved his bacon for a Tour podium spot. Yeah. Added to that, the drama we saw earlier, I was right next to it. Thibaut Pino oh, abandoning. Mate. That was heartbreaking. He got in the car. He was in floods of tears. Torn muscle, internal muscle, from what I understand. I mean, spoken to Yvonne Madio in the car. He hit his knee on the handlebars yesterday, didn't he, apparently? Is that what happened? That, that's what happened. Yeah, just clanged his mean, knee. It was just tragic watching him. It was like a slow death, really. You yeah. know, and all the motorbikes loitering around, including ourselves. It was a bit gaudy, really. And I felt for him. Got in the car, broke down. And it was, uh, it was heartbreaking to see. But then, within minutes, we've had to shoot back to the peloton, the race and continues, that the tour it? goes on, and it's tragic. It, really it is. is. That's the. And I remember you discussing it post show with Sean, and you know, using your own kind of reference points of experiencing something similar back when you were riding as national champion in the tour. Yeah, you I crashed, you crashed in that awful pilot. You, uh, you know, Kelly. Sean Kelly, Kelly's I remember that. He broke his collarbone in yeah. the neutral zone. And remember, in the yellow jersey in the Vuelta, he had to pull out because yeah. he had a saddle boil. He you know, boil, yeah. it happens. But as you say, the race does continues on, but. And what a race it was. I mean, although we saw Ineos a bit under strength, the runs that they did at the front, Jonathan Castroviejo, Dylan van Baal putting some big turns. Van what Poles yeah. was back on form, and they, they shredded that group down. But then when, when Bernal took off, that was, that was impressive, wasn't it? I didn't see any of that. Um, I'd missed all that because we were shooting off to the finish. But early on in the stage, it was funny. Within, within 500 metres of kilometres here, Roger Kluge was dropped up Blimey. a small rise. 2K later, four Castuchas were out the back, including Alex Dowsett. I mean, it was just decimated the field today. And then after about 40k, we shot up to what was the break after we'd seen Thibaut Pino abandon. Kwiatowski had gone, Moscon yep. had gone, yep. all from uh, Ineos. So it was just decimated day. It was a real, real tough day for the riders out there. And I think a lot of those guys in the Gruppetto were saved by the race being stopped yep. when it did. Yeah. So, um, as I say, lots of winners today, lots of losers. I mean, what could you say about Egan Bernal, though? I mean, he clearly... 22 years of age. 22 years of age. I mean, just... Look at him as a bike rider. The way he sits on the bike, he's got poise. He just looks natural, doesn't he? He looks, he's oozes class. But the amount of time he put in, in you know, put into, yeah. you know, Alaphilippe put 140, wasn't it on the on the it's last phenomenal. 4K, yeah, you know? I mean, I tipped him at the start of this race to win. I did as well. Actually, a week mate. ago, when I arrived back on the race, he just took two minutes twenty in the time trial, and I thought yeah. that was it. Yeah. He's now leading the Tour de France with one day to go. It's theirs to lose now, Ineos, you'd imagine. Uh, it is, but 59, only 59k stage tomorrow. Yeah. It's essentially. The off route that the the uh, who's going to challenge him now? Pino's I gone. I can't see Alaphilippe taking anything off of him. No, he's got one super strong ally in Geraint Thomas. I, I can't see him do. It. I can't see him losing it now. No, I can't unless something catastrophic happens. Yeah. I mean, I mean the way the this race has gone. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the, the weather conditions tomorrow. As you said, hundred percent chance of rain. Um, it's going to be attritional, but we've seen Bonal ride very well in the bad weather. He, he's won Paris-Nice in awful conditions, in the crosswinds, yeah. when it's been cold. He seems to be a young rider that can equip himself in all sorts of conditions and all sorts of terrain. He's a real thoroughbred, that lad, yeah. I, I must admit. I'm impressed, but the thing, the thing that's a shame for me is the fact that 
we didn't see it play out in its, in, in its fullness. And Bernal didn't get a chance yeah. to put his arms up across the line. Yeah, and, that was, and, and all the fans as well that, that lined the route to the finish. That's a shame. But hey, that's bike racing. And, and yeah. as you said, it's people's safety that comes first, isn't it? And would he have blown up? Would G have come back? There I we mean, go. Look, oh, we'll oh. never know. The, the, all we do know is the race goes on tomorrow and Ineos yep. are in pole position. Yep. And it's what they do best, isn't it? I think we're going to see that Ineos train tomorrow taking it to Valterin. I can't see anyone challenging him tomorrow. Nor can I. Do, do you think Alaphilippe might go out in a blaze of glory or do you think he might play it safe to conserve that podium place? Well, what do you reckon? Because you just don't know, do you? Well, a Frenchman on the podium at the Tour. It's important, isn't it? I, I think he has to take it. Yeah, I think he has to take it. I think he's done enough this race for us all to give him a day off and say... You deserve that, mate. Yeah. I think that's just reward for his efforts this last three weeks. Yeah, he looked disappointed, didn't he? But he, I saw it his, on his Instagram and his Twitter. He was really, he was thanking his teammates. And yeah. he said, what a joy it was to represent France yeah. in the yellow jersey, the two-stage win. So I think he's been quite gracious. And also, in yeah. And another thing I saw today, which I thought was beautiful to watch. I don't know if you've seen it. Bernal breaking down in tears in the yellow jersey. I didn't see that. I need to check that out. It's on Instagram. Oh, he actually breaks down in floods wow. of tears. I mean, wow. he saw what it meant to him. And I just thought it was a beautiful moment. He's going to, there, if he wins this race, there's going to be a national holiday in Colombia. First Colombian, 22. 22. First, youngest winner since Jan Ulrich. Now, we saw when Jan Ulrich won in 97, he never won another tour again, which is really... I said to someone earlier, can you imagine how many tours he's going to have won by the time he's 32? Well... We said yeah. that about Jan, but I'm, I'm sure in this day of cycling, Bernal is now the future of this sport. I think he will win several tours and uh, several Giros and several Walters. One last question before we move on to our Dane of the Day segment. Oh, Dane of the Day's I'll coming up. You, yeah, yeah. Where do you think this now leaves Chris Froome's return? In terms of the pecking order at Ineos. It's I just, quite interesting, isn't it? Yeah, Chris Froome did tweet, uh, as he would, mm. congratulated Bernal uh, over, well, his impending victory. He certainly hasn't won it just yet. Um, Chris Froome, he, he, he wants to go down in history, though, Will doesn't he? Will we see Chris Froome win another tour? I'd love to see him win a fifth, because it will go down in history. I, Will we see G win another tour now? I don't, I don't know. I think it's tough. Or is Bernal now Dave's I, gravy train? I think Bernal is the de facto leader of Team, Sky for, of Team Ineos sorry, for the next couple yeah. of years. Uh, but, I, but I think Froome will want to impose himself next year as well. Yeah. Depends on the roots of the races, doesn't it? I think he's got it? another tour in him. So do I. Tour win. So do I. Dane of the day. He's flown all the way out from Denmark. It's Jesper Skibby. Jesper Skibby. Stage winner in 1993 in Evro. Yep. I feel famous for getting his bike run over in the Tour of Flanders. Jesper, do you want to come in? Jesper, sit down. Oh, sit down. Uh, Jesper. Hi, guys. Lo- lovely to have you on the show. Brad's just sat there shaking it. He can't believe you're here. But how's it been? It's a real honour for me. Real, yeah. real honour for me to be yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. I always wanted to be on this podcast. Yeah. I've flown all the way from Denmark. I spoke to my good friend, your Rolf Larsson from Denmark. He said, come out here. So I'm really happy, really happy. How did you get here? Was it a private helicopter? I know Bradley was happy to pay for it. I came on EasyJet. EasyJet? Yeah, EasyJet, man. A cheap flight? Oh, blimey. Well, it was really good, huh? Really yeah. good. And, and what kind of... Uh, what, are you going to hang around and watch the end of the tour? Or you... I want to watch the stage tomorrow. I see some old friends like Lars Mikkelsen, uh, Chris Angus Olsen. Yeah. And... Uh, Brian Holm not on the race. I Brian Holm? Brian Holm. Brian Holm from Denmark. We've, we've had a message from one of, uh, one of Brad's and mine's best mates, a uh, lad called Morton, also Danish. Morton. He said, Morton. He said you came out on a bike ride with him and Brian Holm the other day, but you forgot your shoes. <laughs> You're in your brogues. Uh, what Is that a crazy true? guy. Huh? <laughs> Why? You're a crazy guy, that guy. Why, why did you forget your shoes? Uh, <laughs> and then your saddle fell down, uh, but you continued yeah, to on, ride. Man, that's just the way it goes sometimes, eh? Sometimes it's like that, huh? cycling, huh? you have to adapt. Look what happened today, fucking Tour de France. Look what happened in the 1987 Tour of Flanders yeah, on, on the Koppenberg. Okay. Yeah, okay, anyway, I have to go now. Yeah, it's a short, it's, this is a micro podcast, yeah. we can't keep okay. it too long. Thanks, yeah. uh, thanks But thanks so much. You want, you want the, the, the kebab place is still open. Thanks, so see you, you later. Go and, go, Yeah, cheers. 
Wow, what an amazing guy he was. I tell you what, Jesper Skibby. Jesper Skibby from Denmark. What an like, Jesper Skibby from can, Denmark. You can, he, oh, he's, Jesper Skibby from Denmark. He's at the door shouting. He's winner in the tour in 1993. Stra- he's a strange he's man, but a lovely man. I watched him jump away. Bumped off school that day. What a man. Brilliant. Great. Thanks, Jesper. No, Jesper, that was, well, that was, we'll that was special. We'll pick fair up. We Who? said we'd do that. Oh, yeah. Do. Who have we got tomorrow? We'll stick that on the day of the day. Dane of the day tomorrow. Matt, do you want to give us our outward tune? Dane of the day. That wraps up the podcast for this week. We'll be back tomorrow. The Bradley Wiggins Show is a Muddy Knees Media production for Eurosport. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.